Raspy Cameron. Rasping Gibbo. Raspy Gibbo. Like Batman. Gibbo. I'm Batman. Gibbo. It's Gibbo. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen. to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to find out how often science works from home. <gasps> I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Cameron Schmooby Shearer. Hi. And Christopher T. Bag Gibson. Namaste, BA. Namaste, Schmooby. Hello. Uh, Schmoop, what are you looking at on your iPad? Do your, do your normal Sorry. intro. Intro. Um, good results, Chris. <laughs> good results, Andy. <laughs> good. Go, we can't change it. People like it. People like it. Um, all right. Uh, how often do you work from home? Oh, how often do I? Yeah. Uh, I reckon at the moment I'm probably putting in one day every 10 days. No. One, one day, day every seven. So you work at home every couple of weeks or so? Yeah. I reckon a full solid day. Yeah. Yeah. Do you really work though? I do. I I I do. I mean, obviously, I I'll I'll get up. I'll have a cup of coffee. I'll sort of mooch around a bit, but I always on, so get no. something done. No, and at you some point I will done. fire up the computer and I'll get something done. If I don't do anything, then I'd feel really guilty. Now, in days gone by, perhaps years ago, there may have been a tad too much procrastination. Yeah. Good, Shmoop, sir. I work from home sometimes. Uh, I don't know how often it kind of comes and goes with how much I want to be at work. Yeah, and how or, far or away? If you've, if you've left your laptop, <laughs> or if you yeah, yeah. left my well, then I'll just take a sick day if I do that. <laughs> sick day, reason, <laughs> laptop at home. Yeah, psychological. <laughs> um, do you because you don't live far from work? Yes. Is that like do you leave early? You like oh, I'll just do the the rest the the afternoon from home. I I do do that sometimes but it's never as productive as i plan as i'm packing up to leave yeah yeah so i don't like to but then again sometimes i just do anyway mm. good you rebel yeah i am yeah and you andy i mean you must work from home a lot in, of your entire work life is working 100 percent working at home oh i actually well, no, working you, at home i go to the library sometimes yeah. i go to tonsley so i've got a desk in a co-working space um yeah. So, but so your your special thing is to work at work. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, how often do I work at work? Zero, zero. Do I work at work? I thought it would be really good. I thought I would just like hang out in my underwear and like I don't know, be all like artsy and science communicating. Artsy, I don't know. Artsy, you're gonna do creative. some some creative, yeah, some charcoal sketchings. Why not? You? I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you nude and draw you. I, I'm not involved in your home work life. Yeah, mm. I'll pay you. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, but it's not. I'm so good. I'm really genuinely good. I don't know how I do it. It's because Kate, my partner, gets up, wakes me up. We have coffee together. We get dressed. We take Sophie for a walk. Uh, and then I might as well sit at the computer because I'm just going to watch stuff on YouTube otherwise. Yeah. Uh, and there's, is there no YouTube on your computer? There is, but I'm really good. I feel guilty. There's like a deep down internal guilt that like if I spend too much time fucking around. Mm. That- so yeah, I use YouTube clips as a reward. So I'll do an hour of work. And then I'll do 10 or 15 minutes of YouTubing. Good on you. Yeah. Good yeah. on you. Uh, what would science do? How, would, would science work from home? Now, while I might, 
and everyone else might, yeah. I don't think science would. Why? Because I think the lab is science's home. Why? Because that's where science wants to be. That's all science wants to do. Just wants to be in the lab. Wants to be in the lab doing science. And I don't think science needs a home. Really. So is science at home if it's always in the lab? I guess the lab is science's home. So it is working from home. <laughs> science is always working at home. Schmoopster? Should well, I take it back? I mean, that, that worked out quite well. But I also think that science works can work from home yeah. because science is the one in the lab that everyone's always asking questions uh, and asking for help. And so I can sympathise with this. To me, some too. Course, me, being, too. Being me too. Me too. Me too. Mainly me. Yeah. More me than anyone being here. the expert in the lab. That's I why I work at home. See, yeah. People always annoy me. And so sometimes you just need some quiet and you're not going to get asked for help or get distracted. Yeah. At home as much as you would at work. What's science's home like? Do you think? I mean, in your in your universe, where where I, science goes home? I think it's a glass sphere. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a hamster, a <laughs> hamster ball, <laughs> or a crystal crystal yeah. sphere. Yeah, yeah. With, with screens and stuff and robots, or, or what? What do you think? No, I think it's just the sphere. <laughs> And it lives on the outside of the sphere, not inside the sphere. Oh man, this is this is trippy. Jesus. So we're on the inside of the sphere and science is the omnipresent being on the outside of the sphere. I don't know. I think you've, you've Yeah, I you've... think that is what I was getting at. <laughs> well. That's not Good. what I was getting at. Good. And uh, Andy, science working home? Yes, no? Yeah, look, if let's go with the fact that science does have a place other than the lab to be. I think it would love to spend some time at home. But it would be working. Uh, okay. No Every time at home. No YouTube for no science. No YouTube for science. Uh, none of this gibbo uh, treat method. Mm -hmm. uh, it would be working 100%. And then like its family would come and be like, Mommy, <laughs> mm -hmm. could you please help me with my homework? And science <laughs> would be like, I'm too busy. Who was science's children? Like engineering or what? No, like just little science. <laughs> Like science, but just little, like a pony. Like a pony is just like a little horse. So just little bits of science. Yeah. Do you know, I actually learned something the other day. A pony just isn't a little horse. <laughs> is that news to you? Yeah. I was like, I, I was watching this comedian and he was saying like, oh, I, I'm not, I just didn't understand that ponies were just like their own thing. Mm. And it, as a kid, he would say to his parents, well, when will that pony grow up? And they were, and he, they were like, well, they don't. And I was like, shit. <laughs> well, I've learned something. Well, now you know. I know, I know. There you go. Bloop. 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 Ooh, oh, that what's a, that? That was liquidy. Oh, Gibbo, put, put your hand in the bowl. No, Fish it out. No. Fish it out, Gibbo. No. Use your fingers. What no. is it? What is it? It's liquid. What is it? It's liquid. No, but what is it? Oh, it's news. Yeah, for... The week. Yeah, <laughs> that took far too long. That news was liquid. <laughs> yeah, liquid news. Uh, I'll go first. Um, news for the week. Uh, let's have a look. I've been doing... I, I, next week, I'm... Con no, next month, I'm contracted for the whole month at Adelaide Uni. I'm contributing to their science communication winter course, mm -hmm. which is good. So me and you, schmoops. Is it August? Uh, all of July. All of July? All of July, yeah. So it oh, starts, uh, starts tomorrow. Oh, so you two are going to be hanging out, Well, I guess. look, I've got a Uni Adelaide email account now. Ugh. 
So dear. me and Schmoopster, Andrew Stapleton at Adelaide.edu.au, whatever Adelaide. it is. Thank yeah. you so nice. good. Yeah, thank you. You want to so, catch up for um, um, lunch? Yeah, of course. Me and you, hang right. out. Can we have breakfast with lots of mushrooms uh, oh, at some point? Oh, yes. Now we're talking. Yeah, I'm going to hang out with my Flinders mates. <laughs> loads, loads more fun than you two. Um, and I'm also delivering a workshop on making videos, which will be fun. Because I like doing these action learning workshops. None of this information business. Yep. Here's some information. Go do it. Let's have fun. So that should be good. Uh, anyway, so that's my news. So I'm excited. I'm going to get paid, which is another important thing. Coin. Uh, real coin. So guys, beers on me. You yeah. beauty. Fucking oath. I drink a lot. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I'll take that out. I'll take that back. No more. No more. All right, Shmoo. So what are you up to, mate? Well, this is the year of the grant. Remember? <gasps> Yes. Year of the Grant. Year that was grant. your mission. Not the year of the pig or the dog, the year of the grant. Yes, and this was a uh, academic funding grant, not just people named grant. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if like you it. were Good unsure, one. which I'm sure, I mean, Chris, look on your face, uh, you were... Did I look confused? Uh, you were I flicking did. between a grants. Little bit. <laughs> so I had the big grant put in that I was a CI on, if you yeah. remember. yeah. Uh, it would have been for $4.5 million. This is the one that you mainly wrote. I wrote the second most, maybe one third of it, maybe one quarter. Okay, okay. That's still a big chunk. That's a decent chunk. We found out that it was unsuccessful. Bad luck, Smoopster. Bad luck. Uh, How did you find out? By an email. Did you get a rejoinder? Is this a rejoinder sitch? No option for a rejoinder, so we mm. can't say that they've made the wrong decision for some reason or yeah. if, if the reviews were biased or just wrong for some other reason. We had no no way to come no back. No chance to rejoined. And this was quite strange that we got the you are unsuccessful letter yeah. and then it said, if you want feedback, you may write an email to this email address requesting mm. feedback. Oh. And so we've requested feedback. Yeah. And it's been about three weeks now. That's a long time. Yeah. Or maybe two weeks. When we that is the feedback. Don't get in contact with <laughs> us. It was that bad. So, I, uh, so we, have, we have no idea um, what was wrong with it at the moment. Yeah. Well, um, I, hope, I hope you get some feedback from that soon. That, that you deserve to know, you know, why they didn't fund it. So some grant funding schemes give you like near misses or let you know what like percentile you're in yeah. or like discovery grants like and all that give you really detail these days they give you quite detailed analysis of yeah. the different sections and how well or how poorly you did so this we, one we didn't hear that at all mm. so this was a, a two-stage one at least so expression of interest first then full application so right. we did the full application yeah so we at least got past one stage gate. Yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, so yep. now uh, my year of the grant has to shift towards a different grant. Yeah. Uh, so Hugh Grant. Well, ooh, last name of Grant. Yeah, that's I right. That's what you that. got to do. Yeah, might need to. Good. All right. Well, let us know how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I'll. I'll, I'll well, if anyone out there knows of any grants going that the Schmoopster can apply for, let us know. And I, I'm happy to co-author on grants as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, all right. I'll give you ten minutes. You got until that. Says oh, ten. Ten minutes, <laughs> mate. Ten minutes. Uh, I won't. No, I won't need ten. I won't need two ten. minutes. All right. Let's cut the difference. You wait. You Nine wait. and a half. Let's just go for that. So, uh, inside cover. Yeah. What about oh, yeah. it? I'm on a paper yeah. that's getting an inside cover. Woohoo! Yay! But 
Inside covers are just real estate that they can charge a lot for. So this is like journals. Instead of just, what, paying for a front cover, which is like 3,000 euros or something, they can now charge for the inside. They're doing better than ads. Ads don't even cost that much. Are you congratulating me? Oh, yeah, congratulations. (laughs) But it's annoying. Yeah, what if you just bought an ad? Yeah, and just put your... Actually, that's cool. And then your ad is just like a mock-up front cover. Yes. In the journal. I got an inside cover. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm not paying for it. Oh, well, there we are. That's all right. That's all right. Um, Congratulations. What What is it? Yeah, um, how did you make the image? Uh, I didn't make the image. So what did you do for this inside front cover? Uh, I contributed to the publication that the inside cover is based on. Mm. So yeah, I'm going to still take credit like for much. it. Mm. So, thank you very much. That was for a Chemcom paper that got accepted recently. Yeah. How much more are they charging you for the inside cover? I have no idea. I'd have to ask the person who uh, made the inside cover. It doesn't sound like you know many facts about this. But I'm still taking the credit. Academia. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> delegate, 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 delegate. Take the credit. That's how it works. Okay. Uh, new Who em- did you delegate in this process? I didn't delegate to anyone. <laughs> I just got informed. <laughs> and I went, yes. Thank you very much. Uh, new impact factors for this year. Yes. Now, I know this can be a little dry. Yeah. I know people get a little bored when I start quoting impact factor get numbers. For the last year and this year, so I'm only going to quote one. Oh, and it's not even for a journal I've published in. Well, why then? Because it's a journal one of us here has published in. Me, and it's an impressive jump. Thank Me. you. Not just Me. in the amount of impact factor, but the actual impact factor itself. So, yeah, thank you. Schmoopy oh. has published in the journal Chemical Reviews. I Ooh. have, yes. and it went from. Forty-seven point nine three last year. Shit. To fifty-two point six one. Well done. Yeah. That Schmoopster. is a leap. Now, have how are the sites going for that paper? Is it is it matching the impact factor? It's doing. A, I think it might be in the thirties. Oh, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. And it's only uh, maybe a year and a half old now. Oh, that's fine then. Mm. Well, that that's 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 up to scratch then. The impact factor is actually predicting what you would get quite effectively. Very good. So that's I'm not even going to talk about all the amazing journals I've that published you've in, published like in. Advanced Materials, which went from 19, so 19.79 up to 21.95. Not talking about that. Oi, not mentioning you, it. Did you look no. at <clears throat> Journal of Materialomics? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't, but I'm sure it went from 0.8 to 0.01. <laughs> anyway, now I've got something else to talk about that you guys were a part of. Gibbo's Barbie. It's the most delicious meat batch barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Now, for all those out there listening to this podcast who live in Adelaide and weren't invited to the barbecue, yeah, don't sorry. feel offended. Don't feel upset. I simply forgot to send you an invite. <laughs> but now that we've got the uh, the house set up, we've got the outdoor area sorted, we've got the barbie going, I will be having more barbies and you will get invited. Trust all, me. All of our listeners... Everyone, yes, in Adelaide yep. who's listening. You heard it here. And yeah, Good. you will get an invite. Trust me, at Good. some point in the future. Good. Within the next 10 years. Can we have a open recording at your house where we invite all of our listeners, if they want to, to come over to your house and That'll watch. turn into one of those fucking parties, Facebook parties, where like 
60,000 people turn up. You're, you're and the it next, destroys the whole city. What was his name? Corey. Corey, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. the next Corey. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Looking cool. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. So let's let's talk about it. It was a roaring success. It was a roaring success. If I do success. say so myself. Now, do you mind if I give a bit of backstory? So, Gibbo, it. you moved into your house. We caught it on the podcast. How many years ago? Uh, October last year. Since then, you've been like, every time we've met you and your lovely wife, Joyce, you've been like, we should invite you over. You should come over. We're like, yeah, yeah, no worries. Invite us and we'll turn up. And we forced your hand, didn't we, a little bit? Mm. We got you drunk. I don't recall inviting you. No, you got drunk <laughs> and we invited ourselves. Yeah, you did. Yeah. We, we organized the date and everything. Yeah, yeah you did. You did. I, and remember, I forgot about the date and then I got reminded. I remember I like, being in the pub as we all had our phones out with Google calendars galore, <laughs> trying to find a date where we were free, but you had no idea because you don't understand how it works. Damn computers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was a... So thank you for, nice. for giving in to our request to host us. Yep, um, it went really well. It I was, was great. Um, there was obviously a lot of beer, obviously some amazing food. We had about 23 people in total. Oh, your pops. Food was sausages and brisket. Yes. I'm going to give you a very quick rundown on the brisket. Cut of meat from the breast or lower chest of beef or veal. My beautiful wife um, got it from Costco, slow cooked for four to six hours, then smothered in barbecue sauce. Mm. I can't remember the type of variety. I'll get that. And then it was finished off on the barbie. Yeah. And that, I think, was the final bit that just put it over the top. It was delicious. Well, I remember Everyone when it, it got served up and Schmoopster was like, oh, those are big bits of meat. And he pulled at it and it just fell apart. Yeah. It was it was delicious. Um, yeah. And that is, I, I have to, I, look, I'll take, the only credit I'll take is I, I took it from the container and put on the barbie. Yeah. And then took it off and put it on plates. But that was all Joyce. Yep, delicious. And thanks to the salad bringers, uh, Cameron and Lauren. What did I bring? You brought vegetable patties. Yeah, we didn't end up eating them. Yeah, so anyway. Um, <laughs> now, Barbie games. I had basketball set up and I feel comfortable in saying I dominated. You did Schmippy? dominate. You would have scored the most points in, the bas- in basketball. Yeah, but over the entire night, you would just run past us disappear into the darkness we would hear like what we presumed was a slam dunk we'd hear that like and then the net and stuff and then we'd hear oh yeah yeah so i remember tapping you on the shoulder as i ran past and said watch this loser yeah and then i just fucking dunked it i slammed that motherfucker yeah Yep. Anyway, Do you um, remember dunking the bucket? You picked up a bucket at one point and, and put that one through the hoop. <laughs> I did, I did, and then and I remember kicking it and I broke, broke and destroyed it. the fucking thing. And then yeah. what you? And then what did you do with the broken bucket? I can't remember what I do. You hid it behind the shed so Joyce didn't want to see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's that's the bar, that's the Barbie news. Yeah. Um, look, it'll be happening again. Like I said, everyone's invited. Pretty, pretty, pretty well, pretty well. I just don't want to end up like Corey Feldman and the uh, and the <laughs> Let's give update. Oh, Gibbo, he's completely disappeared. Oh, he's so skinny. Look at him. Where is he? I can't see him. No, he's here, definitely. I'm here. Don't you worry. So, look, I'm not going to go all the way back. I'm not going to quote every single uh, data point because there's a lot now. Yeah. But um, who's been putting it up? Paul on- G. Paul, Paul G. G. Thank you, Paul G. So let me go back to 29th of the 5th, 2018, 113.1 kilos, 12th of the 6th, 2018, 
113.5 had a little blip upwards there. 19th of the 6th, 2018. From 113.5 the previous, down to 112. 112? Oh! New, is, that a, is that a new low? That was the lowest you'd been? You, we weren't regaining? Not, not anymore. <gasps> not anymore. Yes, Give but, uh, what's, what's your reason for losing so much weight in that week? Uh, no, I would have discussed this on the previous podcast. Uh, I started to do some exercise. Yeah. I'm just writing it in my notes. This is here. my doing... Doing the laps of the, uh, oh, yeah. of the university. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been trying to keep that up. Not as successfully as I would have liked. But today, 3rd of the 7th, 2018, it's all ones, people. It's 111.1. 111.1. So you've lost nearly a kilo. Nearly a kilo in, in two uh, weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Well done. Thank you. And considering you, you ate probably, what, loads of brisket, loads of... Well, I see. I was I so busy, I didn't get a chance to eat till the, very late at night. You did yeah. have a chance to drink about twenty-four beers, though. <laughs> I did drink <laughs> enough calories to climb Mount Everest yeah. in alcohol. Well, well done, you. Yeah, thank you very much. And that is Gibbo's news. Thank you. That was. Ooh. Oh, hold on, one more. Oh shit! New nickname. Thanks. No, thanks, we haven't got thanks time to for it. No more time. My new nickname no, is no time. Chris Bigson. Bigson out. Oh, guess huh? what? 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 We got feedback from listeners. <laughs> you know, my, you know, what my favourite segment is what? Apart from Gibbo's news, what? And anything related to me, what? It's feedback from listeners. Say it with my accent. It's feedback from listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just make your voice higher. I think he, he did okay, it's but it's more like this. Feedback from listeners. Feedback from listeners. There we are. That's it. That's how you do it. It's very good. Uh, so we got some feedback from listeners and guys, <laughs> guys, guys, guys. What? We've got some feedback from listeners. From yeah, listeners. Good. <laughs> but yep. mm. there's been a name change. Holy shit! Anybody done it? No, Big well, we're, this is from Twitter. You mean my new nickname? No, not your new nickname. It's rubbish. <laughs> um, Alison at All in the Lab ah, one is of our now favorites. at Turbo underscore Psy. Ooh. Turbo Psy. That's good. I like it. I like it. And um, she's Turbo changed charged. her. So uh, is that a completely new Twitter handle? Yeah, you can just change it. Mm. I found out that the other day. You can just when I went from Pocket Conference to Verbalize.science, like you can just change it. It's fine. Yeah. Like Facebook, ugh, they make you do all sorts. Um, <laughs> anyway, Doctor T at Turbo underscore Psy, um, referring to the last podcast, said, "Wow, loving the idea of a digital poster. I've also never seen that before, but I think that's brilliant." Cam Shearer. Yeah, and you were also tagged in that. Yes, yes. And <laughs> she said that also sounds like a great alternative to Reddit slash Twitter to browse during boring talks. Completely agree. Yeah, I, I think it's during a boring talk to have posters or I, I, sometimes I would look at abstracts or whatever, other talks, but yeah. Oh, you boring. You boring mofo. What would you look at? Reddit or Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> didn't I come up with the digital poster? Oh, that was you, my story. You didn't come up with it. <laughs> So, You're, well, it's right. being forced upon you because you didn't get offered a talk at a conference. All right. Even though okay. you're a well-established that, scientist, that, right. according that, to you. That is one way of looking at it. <laughs> and also, you don't have a Twitter handle. Oh, yeah. All right. What's a handle again? That's the name. It's like a Carry name. Anyway, it? thank you. At TurboSci, uh, Dr. T on Twitter. Is that like if I was a trucker, I'd have a handle? Like, 
little ducky. Carry on, carry on. Mm. Keep going. All right, here we go. So Paul G, this is from a few weeks ago now. Do you have feedback from listeners? This is feedback from listeners. Feedback from listeners. (laughs) Feedback from listeners. No, his question is this. P-pop authorities, do you endorse Scopus as official resource to calculate the P-pop's most relevant scientist of the year competition? A.K.A. Rubbish Science Competition. Did he write that? A.K.A. Rubbish Science Competition? No. Yes. This isn't his feedback then, is it? (sighs) Don't paraphrase. What about Web of Science or Google Scholar? Question mark. Just out of curiosity. Good question. Good question. Very good question. Uh, I am so out of this world now that I completely forgot. But isn't Google Scholar the one where you can game it really easily? I wouldn't, I wouldn't no? say you can game it any okay. easier, but it, it captures a lot of incorrect sites. So it could inflate something. I'd say it probably boosts everyone's yeah. H-index and sites yeah, but by we like about that. 20 but to 30%. Google Scholar is the first to get things. It is right. very but early. But it does often duplicate catches. So okay. you get more sites. You the, the sites you have on Google Scholar are always <sighs> higher than on any other service. Right, right. Web of Science and Scopus, I think... Are, pretty much equal in what they can give. Chris, am I right? But uh, I, I just like Scopus better. Web of Science doesn't capture as many things as Scopus. So it doesn't capture as many book chapters and you always tend to have a few more sites on Scopus. But the other thing is on Web of Science, if you don't have a researcher ID account, then it'll make errors. It'll assign other people's papers to your work or it won't assign papers to your work and things like that. So mm. if you just search under your name... Gibson CT, I end up with extra extra papers that I haven't written and things yep. like that. Scopus, you end up with an author identifier number. And then it's completely yours. You and know. it's completely yours. So it's a bit like an Orchid account number as well. Yep. But the author identifier number, and they do make mistakes, but you can email them and they'll fix it up for you. <laughs> I know, yeah. As I've done many as times. You've done. So Scopus is much better for that reason. You get the author identifier number so you can have a much better idea of the actual number of publications and the actual number of sites. And that's why I think Scopus is superior so as a podcast we endorse scopus but i also do like google scholar as well but i scopus is our official one for the p-pop most relevant scientists okay. yeah web of science is okay but you've got to get a researcher idea account it's a bit of a pain blah 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 good <laughs> good that's our answer paul Jim. that's that's how they advertise <laughs> <laughs> we're a bit of a pain blah 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 <laughs> Sorry, Researcher ID. I do have an account with you guys, which I do update regularly. Good. It's time for Topic of the Day. Topic of the Day. Topic of the Day. Oh, I nearly ran out of breath then. I should have taken a way longer breath. Once again. Oh, we're going to faint. We're going to faint one day. We brought it. We brought it again. One day we're going to faint and poor... Lauren, Cameron's wife, is going to find us all fainted out from too much podcasting. <laughs> That's right. Um, the topic for the day is personality testing. Oof. What? What is this? Cameron. Personality tests? Or yeah. why are we do- even talking about Both. It? What on earth is going on? And are they real? And can they really measure your personality? So, uh, Chris, you and I, as I mean, I'm an adjunct uh, at Flinders University, but you yes. are still working there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of emphasis on the still there. Yeah, I, I am still an employee there, yeah. I got an email about a recent workshop uh, that was run there where they had someone in to talk about 
personality and how that can affect your research and how knowing about your personality can help you make decisions about how you best would do research. Mm. Interesting. Uh, and so I've actually heard in the past at something like this that uh, supervisors would ask their students to take personality tests so wow. that they know how best to mentor the student. Yeah. So if you know someone prefers some a way of talking or interacting then you know exactly you have a better idea of how to help them out mm. or if Whereas they're at the moment introvert or an extrovert there we are Gibbo. <laughs> well done <laughs> at the moment supervisors kind of just do their own thing and expect the student to adapt yeah whereas uh, like if it's good i think that it well so that, like the supervisor has that idea but to, yeah Asking someone to do a personality test, I'm not so sure. So about. now that I'm in the entrepreneurial world, entrepreneurial. <laughs> Something's gone wrong with your voice there, Andy. <laughs> I'm now an entrepreneur. Are you okay? <laughs> uh, I'm, so now Andy, that I'm are you an, stroking out, so, are you all right? <laughs> so now that I'm an entrepreneur. Give him, um, give him mouth to mouth, <laughs> Smoopy. Oh, you give me mouth to mouth. Um, <laughs> so I've been reading lots of like manage, managerial stuff, right? Like how to. Um, grow a team how to like uh, be a good manager a good leader mm. and part of it is said like when you first sit down with someone just ask them those questions like how do you learn when are you most productive yep uh how do you learn are you a visual learner do you like to read stuff like all of these questions so it seems like it's like a shortcut to that potentially yes um where do we stand on the science guys so i, I do have one one flaw in it i well, think is that um, so you, you, you know, we, we did a, do you want to mention the test? We, we all did a, we a all did a test. test. <laughs> um, and so this was a, what's it called? A human metrics, young so, topology test. We did the Myers-Briggs personality Sorry, test. That, Hang on, it. before we get into that, mm. <laughs> that is going to be a, but where do we stand on the science? Do we think, is there good science to back this as, yes, as soon as you do the test, that is your thing? Or are we more, uh, a little bit more reserved about how we I, analyze I, the results? I, I didn't do any research on this, so I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't Thanks. know how accurate this is. Yeah. yeah. So all I can say is my feeling as well. And the first few times that this idea of doing this type of test uh, was given to me, I was against it because I feel like, my personality changes each day and in different situations. You're telling us you've got multiple personality <laughs> disorder. And and you're talking yeah, about feeling a lot. So that should be a hint for your personality Yeah, test. so you're a feeler. You're not judging, you're feeling. Is that right? Stop feeling yourself. <laughs> All right. But what it said in the slides that I read through with this talk yeah. is that uh, you can kind of pretend to have different personalities or different levels of extroversion is probably the biggest one like are you an extrovert or an introvert uh in different situations you will kind of slide along that scale yeah a bit but yeah. you do have some like natural state along that scale and that's kind of what this test is trying to bring out some yeah. core but like on some days or we'll say doing the podcast uh, I am more extroverted than normal, mm. uh, and the Gibbo character is much more extroverted than the actual Christopher T. Gibson. 
uh, that you might see in the flesh. I'm just the same. <laughs> Literally. Yes. Yeah. It's frightening. Just rude and annoying. Well, you're probably more introverted on the podcast. I'd have it. to be. Although, imagine this. Imagine Believe it or this. not, listeners, that's, that's probably quite true. Um, so what I've heard about this is that um, a good friend of mine, Nigel, um, he's actually a... Actually a good friend or is this another time when you're well, mate, claiming look, a friendship I, on the podcast? I do claim a lot of friendships. I do feel like I've been over his house. He's yep. been over mine. We've hung out a lot. Friends. He's, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. I'll claim Tell friends. us the truth, Nigel. You hate him, don't you? <laughs> Nigel. Um, but Nigel uh, did psychology. He's also an engineer. He's worked for the army. But he does. Um, he works in defense and he analyzes decision-making based on stressful situations. He went to Afghanistan as well to do some stuff. Mm-hmm. But I remember him saying that these personality tests are bunk. Uh, is it bunk is in rubbish. Just rubbish. And, I, you know, like... I, I'm sure there's loads of reasons why it does work and doesn't work yep. um, in some in some situations. But I think the science behind it is really sketchy. But that's not to say that this isn't just interesting, mm-hmm. right? To be able to capture amongst your group the broad kind of strokes of who you're working yep. with. Um, and as well, when you're reading the, when you're going through the test, which we'll talk about in a minute, you can kind of just like force an answer. So I'm thinking your situation where you've got to do it for a new lab, where yeah. you want them to think that you're a critical thinker. Uh-huh. You don't want them to think that you're feeling or perceiving. They want you to think you're critical and judgment is all that you care about. Yeah. And so going through this question there, I was like, I could easily force an answer. That, that was the floor I was thinking of. In a way, a better way to do this would be to get people who know you to do it for you. So you would do one on Gibbo. Oh, I'd love that. <clears throat> you know what I mean? You could, you, and, that, and then you would find out how other people perceive your personality. Yeah. That might be useful. Yeah. yeah. Well, we yeah. can do that today where we say each other's before we, yeah. before we say what we actually got. Absolutely. Um, so that brings us nicely on to the thing... You were going to say, do you want to finish that off? That was, I just said it then, the floor in it. <laughs> <laughs> the floor in it is, I think, is is you doing the test yourself. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're basically trying to judge your own personality when, that, when this might be a better situation for others mm, to mm. actually judge your personality. But do you think other people actually know you, know the true you? Or just your... Just your but do you familiar? really know the true you? Oh, that's, that's the deep. problem. And this is We're getting into some deep psychological Shit. territory. Here. Yes. You know, who knows who? Do I... Do you know you? Do I know me? <laughs> do I know me? Do you know why? I am not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, like, uh, so it's it's challenging, I think. One thing I will say for it, I did take this test twice because the first time I did it, I forgot to print it out. <laughs> and from what That's, I remember, I think I got pretty well the same score twice. Yeah. I certainly got the same initial letters, which Cameron will explain, I think, in a minute. Yeah. So so I felt like there is some reproducibility in it. I'm not saying necessarily it's accurate. Yeah. yeah. All right, so this brings us on to the next bit, which was we've all done are we? the test. Why are we? Why are we? Yes. Why are we? So, Cameron, do you want to give us a rundown on what we expect at the end of this test and the boxes they put us in the and all that criterion. sort of stuff? criterion. Criteria. Criterions. Yeah, so we, we just took the test that was in the, the, the link that I got sent along with the uh, email. Yep. yep. So it's called... So it's the Myers-Briggs personality test, but this is through human metrics, Jung typology test. It's uh, pronounced Jung. Jung was a uh, psychiatrist philosopher. Oh, well, there you go. Thanks, Gibbo. And you know, so it really categorizes you in four four different scales. 
So the first is how you focus your attention or get your energy. So that's extroversion or introversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you perceive or take in information. That's sensing or intuition. Uh, how you prefer to make decisions. That's thinking or feeling. And how you orient yourself towards the external world. So that's judgment or perception. Mm. And so if you're more, say, so then you get a letter. It's a four-letter test, so there's 16 different options you can be. And so it's either extroversion or introversion, so E or I, sensing or intuition, S or I. S or I, Or is it T? N. N? Yeah, it's N. S or N. Uh, thinking or feeling, is that T or F? Or judgment or perception, J or P? Yeah. And so we'll have our four letters. Uh, and then also... Along with the letter in this particular test is you get a percentage score of how far along the scale you are. Mm. So if you're 0%, you're in the middle. If you're, I don't know the maximum is, 100%, you're all the way along along that edge. And the way that this prints it out, it was like you have a strong preference, moderate preference, or slight preference. So in an all, yeah. So how close you are to that 50%, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, do we do, you want to do... Uh, say extroversion, introversion for each of us, yeah. or we do the whole thing for one person. All right, so uh, so we'll go for Gibbo. So yeah. extroversion versus introversion scale. Now this is a tough one because really, I, I think it's I think it's obvious. The Gibbo character is not Christopher T. Gibson. You mean Teabag isn't Teabag? Uh, there's two different people there. But so I think that Gibbo, especially since he did it twice, he would have Gibboed it up the second time around. <laughs> so this is where it would be for another, better for another person to do it. All right. But well, he's going for ex- extroverted. I reckon E. He's, yeah, I reckon you're extroverted. Because, I mean, look at his barbecue on the weekend. And so I'd even go so far as I would say a moderate extrovert. So yep. that's 25 plus percent extroversion. You are definitely, it, it, it is E, it is extrovert, and it is above 25 Oh, all right. Me? Mm. Extrovert above 50%. <laughs> are you, are you, are you, are you, are you, you saying think? words? What do you think? What do I think you think? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think I am? Oh, oh shit. I thought, I thought you were going to do me. All right. Are you? Just did you? <laughs> you're extrovert 50%. But just 50%? <laughs> but isn't 50% the highest it can go? I don't know what the maximum is. I think it's... Yeah, no. What idea. have you got? <laughs> I am an extrovert, seventy-eight oh. percent extrovert. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> oh, I didn't say what mine was. What's I'm extro- yours? I'm extrovert, fifty percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. 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 So you're like two, you're like three quarters along the scale to extrovert. Yeah, I guess that's what no. That so means. he's a. He's th- uh, half the way to, yeah, or three quarters along the whole scale yeah, or half yeah. way to full extrovert. I see, yeah. yeah. Going for it. Okay, good. I'm getting this. I'm getting this. Cameron. Me. Oh, you're tough because put you in the right situation. You can be extroverted can in the right situation. Yeah. But I reckon overall, <sighs> I, this is this is very tough, this one. You've got a slight extrovert. Okay. Kibo. I I I want to say the same, but I just want. I think we need a different answer just to be different. <laughs> Go on, then. So I'm going to say, uh, of uh, of like I don't know how to say this. Like a modest introvert. You're like yeah. very close to to being an extrovert, but but you're a modest of quite a modest introvert. Okay, uh, you're both. So the answer is E for extrovert. Yeah. But 
I'm at 1%. Oh, 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 oh. oh. So oh. I have a marginal or no preference for extroversion over introversion. Wow, that's, well, that's actually a decent so option. That's, I could I tell have thought of as that. I was answering the questions, I mm. was like yes or no to things which I, I could see were clearly extroversion or introversion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you it's were just flip flopping between like in yeah. this scenario, I would be an extrovert, but yeah. in the other one, yeah. Because right. it really does change for me. Yeah, like, of course, of course. Wow, yeah, that makes wow. sense. All right, next thing. So the next two, so the uh, sensing or intuition. So how do you uh, take in or perceive information? I don't, so what, so intuition is like you rely on your previous experiences, and sensing is that you uh, you sense like you're in the moment, sort of thing. I'm not sure. Have you got? A there were a bunch of questions that sort of did say things on the lines of, you know, would you use you know preordained structure or would you experiment and things like that okay we got a so i don't have so is i think that um someone who uses intuition is looking at the big picture in things uh, okay and okay. someone yep. who is using the sensing would kind of be looking at the smaller details uh, okay okay oh, interesting right very good all right gibbo you're i reckon you're a big picture kind of guy no, you bloody do cantilevers. Surely you're a sensor guy. <laughs> Interesting, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's on. I I don't exactly understand the difference between intuitive and sensing, but I think Gibbo, you go with your heart, don't you? you Maybe you're a, you're a very small. You're a very small step. I'm going for sensing ten percent. Uh, I actually, I'm going sensing as well. I feel like mm. no, I'm, I'm intuitive. I'm intuitive. Nineteen percent. Nineteen. So not very much. Not much at yeah, all. But the- it's interesting when you said the small details because I'm always telling people like it's it's the details. Yeah. Details, yeah. It's the details. But obviously, this test didn't didn't show that. Mm. Yeah, I think mm. we, maybe we don't quite get it. Quite the difference between those two, anyway. But yeah. uh, yeah. Andy, you're a big guy. You're big details. Your intuition. Uh, probably when I mean, you're a big. You're no halfway personality. So you're, you're intuitive a- <laughs> 98%. <laughs> 30%. I am. I, intuition, at 34%. Oh, Cameron, you're very, very close. good, Cameron. Very, very good. close. I've Judging personalities well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Chris, you can see into my soul. If only Chris actually showed his real personality, I'd be getting him as correct as well. <laughs> this is me, baby. This is me. All right, Good. so me for intuition or sensing? Sensing. I reckon your love of... Smallness. Uh, <laughs> your Detail. I don't know, but then at the same time... I think sensing tough. and I think uh, 42%. I'll say slight preference to intuition. Oh, uh, so I'm intuitive 16%. Ah, so I, but like I am yeah. a small details person. You are, you are, absolutely. A big picture, so... Yeah. That's a funny one, that one, I think. Yeah. All right. The third letter is? It is either thinking or feeling. Thinking, thinking or, or feeling. feeling. Oh, I'm upset. <laughs> Are you, Gibbo? Is that how you so tell us genuinely? You're do, upset? We, do we value objective criteria or personal preference? Come on. All right. On. I think this one's made for the scientists. Do right? we give weight to logic or give weight to social considerations? So the question now uh, is, it, like, you'll probably get it, but what's the percentage? Come on. Uh, so th- so you're a thinker. 
because I think science there's a there's a natural tendency to be a thinker. I think so, yeah. And I would go I reckon full thirty five percent. I would say for thinker twenty percent. Oh, twenty eight. Oh, nice. Pretty close. Nice, yeah, yeah. Split the difference. You're about there. I uh, I think you might be a little bit less than Chris. So I'll give okay. you thinking twenty five percent. All right. I'm going crazy. Feeling fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, you're crying. You're crying in your pillow at night every night. Of course I am. Because you watch some tissue ad or something. Tissue. <laughs> <laughs> With a puppy on it. Well, we've got an absolute on the money guess. Feeling fifty percent. <laughs> Thinking twenty five percent. There we go. He's, he's doing well. He's doing well. You're a super. Am I really that obvious? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you're just that true to yourself. I but- am so true to myself. No, no. He means you're predictable. <laughs> <laughs> um, Schmoopster, think yep. you're a fucking thinker, mate. You're a thinker. And I'm, I'm saying thinker, and I'm saying fifty percent. I'm saying sixty percent thinker. All right. I, I like the way you go in, and I like. I do like the fact that I am more of a thinker than both of you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I'm 34% thinker, okay. so Ooh. I am the highest, but only slightly higher than than both of Think, you. Thinks yeah. a little bit more than yeah. us, but not much. All right, so f- so far we're, we're all the same, right? We're, we're, we're both ENT. Yep. We're all ENT. Ent. And now the last one could be one where we change. So this is judgment or perception. So um, do we plan our activities out or do we kind of make things up as we go along? Mm. <laughs> uh, do we like control? <laughs> this is just going to be hard, isn't it? <laughs> uh, do we like control um, or do we kind of like to let things happen? So <laughs> judgment <laughs> or... You know what this has Gero, to be. Perception. Jesus Christ. Mr. OCD over here. <laughs> All right, your day's planned to the second. You just don't tell anyone about it. I mean, look, never everything, not everything's planned, but there is there are certain things that I reckon are planned if I was, very heavily. If I yes. was to say to Gibber, all right, we've got these plans, and he's like, yeah, 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 okay. And I go, actually, no, we're going to do something else. You would consider just not turning up to those things. I reckon you like to plan it out. You like to know what's going on. I like on. to know what's going on in advance. I can't deny it. I can't deny it. Yeah, yeah. So um, I reckon you've got a, a strong preference for um, judging. Yep. I'd say for fifty percent, even judging. I'd say forty. Forty-one. Mm. Both pretty close. I, I mean, like you're obviously very close. When we get it, like, because I got obviously close there, but like when you said it, it's all confirmation bias. Like, I'm just like, yeah, obviously I got that. <laughs> like, yeah, wasn't a guess. Wasn't even a guess. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, Andy, you are a little bit more of a. Take it easy, tell the guy. Fly by the I, seat I, of his pl- pants. I really like that. Someone said that to me once. They were like, you know, you're a relaxed guy. It's like, that's. I'm pleased that that's out there, that I'm not this kind of... Because sometimes my personality, I think, could be perceived as like highly strung. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like my kind of Vegemite personality. All right. Mm-hmm. But you also do actually secretly have things quite well planned. And mm. then you just kind of have a cool facade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a secret judger. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm calling you a judger. Less than Gibson, but still quite strong. I'm going for 32% judger. Oh. Judgment, 45. Cameron, you should have gone with your first perception oh. because... 
I'm slight preference for judging, 12%. So oh, a little oh, bit, okay. little okay. bit like organized, but apparently a yeah. little bit like on the fly. You're so. not, not as strong in your way of judgment as Gibbo is. Yeah. I thought maybe that you, you had a real secret, more secret judgment there than, than actually is true. No. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, but I, I, looking at that, I yeah, I, I kind of feel like even though the, the science maybe doesn't stand up behind it, it is, it is confirmation bias, I guess, but I'm like, yeah, that's... Yes. All right. What about Shroopster. what about Judge Judy over here? <laughs> <laughs> if there's anyone who loves a bit of judging, it's oh, Judge Dredge Smoopy. This guy. The only thing this guy's perceiving is judgment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I perceive you're guilty. <laughs> judgment. This guy is seventy-five percent from me. <laughs> judgment. There's no weakness here. No Jud- time for feelings. No. no. I want to know how I didn't get the highest possible score for judging. I know. Yeah, yeah 100% judgment. Well, maybe I did. I got the highest score that we've heard. I got 41%, same as Gibbo. Yeah, oh, right. What? You two are the same. <laughs> oh, Judge Jeez, Judy's. I didn't, know, I, didn't know that such a, I didn't know I was so judgmental. So Very we good. are all, so out of the 16 possible four-letter yep. acronyms, yep. we have the same. We, we are, are all, all, all three of us are E. NTJs. Or as yeah. I say, inch. Inch. To all, we are all other inch. inch. So, inch. And the, maybe the biggest variation was in the extra version because I was only 1%. Yeah. Kibo, what were you? 18? 50%. 78% extrovert. I was 50% extroversion. Yeah. So, so that's that's the one that's the area biggest. where we changed quite a lot. Yeah. And so um, I actually spoke to the organizer of the Nano Center meeting. So the, the email that you got, Dr. Yep. David Lewis. And uh, he said he did it. And I like he was like, oh, we're going to do a personality test. Uh-huh. And I said to him that no one will do it. Right. I said yep. to him like, it's, I, I don't know. I don't think scientists are interested, but also I think, yeah, I just don't think anyone would be interested. It'd be a, a worthless activity. And I think, Scientists will see that. And then he said to me, do you know what? He sends out emails all the time getting academics to do stuff. He said this was the only one that within half an hour they'd all done it. Yeah, I'll bet. Because it all comes back to that one thing, them. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like It's like completely self-absorbed Did you, did you reveal what four-letter combination was the most he, common? He didn't, but they did say that they were all the same. And I'll bet they were all entia. I bet they well, were all the same as us. My understanding actually was that it was intro- a little bit more introverted for the oh, professor level. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that's interesting. But yeah, so I guess science does select for certain personality types, no doubt. Yeah. And I feel like my the, the reason I had to get out of science and is my extroversion. Like being in front of people, talking. Yeah wasn't being satisfied in science unless it was um like a i don't know a talk or something uh but even then you have to be all serious and nice but if you do get a a certain profession that seems to score very much the same for all these different personality types it would have to give it some scientific rigor wouldn't it don't know Hmm. um do you feel like your thing reflects you let's go a little bit deeper with the percentages were you happy with the percentages with Gibbo, was there anything that you were like? I was a bit surprised at the intuitive. I thought I'd have been. What was the other one? Sensing, other? intuition, or sensing? See, yeah, we we don't quite understand what. what yeah, the that's our weakest. <laughs> so I can't really again, say. I, I don't have a strong feeling about that one. I, I think I think my own bias might might play a role in here. I think a combination of my opinion of myself and other people's would give you a much more truer idea. Yeah. of who you are. 
Wicked. And Cameron, you feel like you were captured well or do you think you were completely misunderstood? Oh, yeah, I think so. I'm, like, as you both said, I'm surprised my judgment is not higher than 41%. Yeah. Uh, I, I was actually a little bit surprised that I became slightly above on the extroversion scale. Mm. Uh, and, I mean, Chris, I'm surprised that you're at 50% on the extroversion scale. Say if we were at a conference uh, and you needed to go and introduce yourself to someone new that you'd never met before, I would feel very, I feel very uncomfortable doing that. Right. Whereas Andy, you don't feel so uncomfortable. I have zero problems and, with that. Uh, Chris, I think you would be uncomfortable doing that. I, I would be uncomfortable, but over the, I probably would have felt that at different times, but I, I do tend to force my way through that now. But I definitely can't deny I do feel uncomfortable. I can't be, deny that. So it just makes that extroversion score like so yeah. And but in other situations I am quite extroverted. So in mm. a room of introverts, mm-hmm. I extrovert myself to to get people talking. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it depends it, it, it does it depends a little bit. It does depend a little bit. Mm. Depends on the like if it's with a crowd of people I don't know absolutely anyone. And I haven't had to, and I haven't had any beers. <laughs> you should take this after but, you've after you've had a couple of beers. <laughs> but then he's full extrovert. Yeah, yeah. There be, you go. There's yeah. a chemical dependency there. So yeah, yeah. No, I think it's good. So what I think we should do is I'll set up um, on the forum a uh, personality test place where people can put their letters. Or put the results. Yeah. So for our listeners, have, add, have a spot with the percentages as well. Yeah. So for our listeners, go on there, put um, copy and paste the whole thing, so the letters and the percentages, um, and then we. I, I think it'd be interesting to see if what type our listeners are. You yeah. know, with knowing that it's a bit of fun. Don't get up us for being like this isn't science enough. Yeah. It's a bit of fun. We're definitely not condoning it as. No, science. no, it's, that's right. No, it's not an accurate portrayal of people necessarily. That's but right. it is used by groups. Um, for some reason, it happened at a, a meeting, um, and maybe it will tell you something about yourself. Yeah. You think that the fact that we all got the same score and we all were scientists and we're all and we're all friends, uh, does that mean anything? Do you think that if if one of us had the opposite scores, would would they be our friend? That's a good point. I read something recently that, yeah, mm. you just do end up just in your bubble, right? You want some famous people with the ETNJs? Oh, yeah. That'd Einstein. Be good. No, I think I've only got movie stars. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Gates, ETNJ. Obviously. Jim Carrey. Oh, wow, really? Oh, I guess it makes complete sense for the extrovert. Extrovert I, first. Yeah, but... Well, Bill Gates for extroversion... He yeah. doesn't seem too extrovert. Maybe he's a 1% extrovert like he I am. He might be, yeah. yeah. You don't know the percentages. That's the thing. Mm. Uh, one for Andy, Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, me and, me and Maggie. Good old Mags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People, were, people used to say to me, you know who you remind me of? Margaret, Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Iron Lady. <laughs> Richard, Richard Nixon for Gibbo and his uh, Ameri- love of American politics. Oh, my God. Richard Nixon. Al Gore. Uh, Newt Gingrich. Who's Newt Gingrich? He used to be Speaker of the House, um, and he's still in. What? He's a, still in American politics. He's a Republican. What a shit name! He was the Speaker of the House back when Clinton was in power. All right, uh, Harrison Ford and Franklin D. Roosevelt. Oh, so there we go. Oh, so quite, quite presidential. Quite so there's political. our uh, ENTJs. Co ENTJs. I'd like to say we're in good company, but some of those people are wankers. <laughs> Does that mean we wankers too? Oh, this is this is the wanker test, Gibbo. 
And we you're all, officially a wanker. We all passed. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. Oh, career matches for ENTJ. Oh, that's Ooh, interesting. Oh, here we go. Teacher, lawyer, chief executive. Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Scientist. Oh, yeah. Politician, judge. Entrepreneur. <laughs> Very good. Uh, systems analyst, manager, mortgage banker, and business administrator. Oh, there you oh. go. So uh, all of our professions match with the personality type. Yeah. You know what? I think hey, it's true. Has, it's all lining up. It's been up. proven. It's, it's all been proven. Lined. The stars have aligned. Who's, who's your mate that said it was bunk? Uh, Nigel. Nigel, your bunk. Oh, <laughs> take that. Take that, Nige. Classic INTJ, Nigel. <laughs> That's a classic inch bit of humour there. Take that. Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And this week, the activity is from the forum. Anybody.net. And it's from Noni, fan and guest, VIP guest of the show. Um, she says, guys... I need some help. Can you science catering for work lunches? And then an S face. What's that? Like scared, confused face? I'm not sure. S face is like that. So is it colon, colon S? No, it's... Was it? No, no, it's just... Uh, yeah, colon S. Yeah. It's like it's a worried face, I think. Yeah, worried. Like, like squinchy face. Like Anyway, um, all right. So catering for lunch is a massive pain. Agree. 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 What is it that is the problem? I'm going to give you a few options. Is it all of it? Yes. Is it ordering the right food for the right people? What do you mean by the right? As in what they want? Like what they want. Like, oh, you're going to get all sorts of dietary requirements yeah. and people are going to be weird about like touching things like dips. People really get into dips. And I'm like, what are you, animals? Mm. Mm. Is there that? Well, it might be. Give me all the options and then I'll tell you which one's the worst. Or is it that you end up just with loads of wastage? No, definitely not No, that doesn't bother me at all. All right. So what I'm saying is is that the most annoying thing is all of it. And I've got a solution for everything. And I'm calling it... Food in pill form. I'm calling it the infinite lunch plate. Nice name. Thank you. I'm in. Good. For now. Good. <laughs> I'm not in. I'll let you know when so I'm out. So what does and this I contain? don't like it. Look, basics, mate. Basics. Basic, basic, basics. Sandwich, obviously. So is this on this infinite plate? Is yeah, this, it's like a platter. Oh, yeah, so there's a sandwiches. Or more than one sandwich. Sandwiches. All right, Do you understand yeah. the concept in- of infinity? Like, this isn't going to end. What's inside? Exactly. Hang on. But there's going to be sandwiches. Sandwich filling? There's going to be... Oh, whatever you want, mate. There's like meat, cheese... Thing. It's just the normal. It's the infinite, norms. Cameron. <laughs> infinite sandwiches? Well, no, it's not inf- infinite. You'll get to that bit. It's not like I'm going to provide infinite food <laughs> and I found a way how to do it. I'm feeling cheated already. Yeah. Come on, mate. It was a good marketing thing. What what type of bread? Uh, So, same, you know, like when you go to Subway and they give you a selection. <laughs> yeah. All of them. All right. <laughs> they, if Subway can do it, yeah. I can do it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Next thing, sweet things, cake. Yep. Little tiny cakes, cakes, creamy cakes. Yeah. I'm on a diet, cakes. buddy. I'm no, on a diet. That's what you're I'm eating. On a diet. I'm on a diet. Right. Next bit's for you then. Fruit. How much fruit do you eat at these bloody lunches? <laughs> a lot of watermelon and a lot of rock melon. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, All right. Yeah. There's loads of that. What do you like? I like watermelon. Yeah, loads of that. Perfect. Kiwi fruit. And 
chips or crisps, depending on what country you're in. I'm on a diet. I can't eat. Nice that. big bowls, chips and crisps. Yeah, love right? them. Good. What flavors? All sorts. What, everyone. What about, everyone what about bowls of Salt. nuts where everyone puts no, their hand in? No, no. Horrible licky fingers. Yeah. I mean, chips are fine because you can only, like, you're only picking up the ones that you eat. What about mainly. double What about double dipping? Have you oh, ever seen someone whole, double dip? Of course I have, yeah. You've done it. I've done it. You've put your, that's like putting your mouth in the dip bowl. So? Oh. Anyway. You can let that um, slide, maybe. Now the thing about these things are right when you. This is the process. Yeah. You decide you want this. You go out to buy it. You don't know how much to buy. You may buy more. You may buy less. Whatever. Then you put it on a plate, and then whatever's left over, you got to tidy up. What I'm doing is I'm buying at the, when an institution opens, they buy enough lunches to last them for their entire life. <laughs> right. Uh huh. Does the food go off? Right. That's the problem I face, isn't and it? And they're storing it on campus? They're storing it on campus. There's this big vault that's just full of lunches, right? You don't even right. need to think about it. You just go in one lunch, please, and they ah. just deliver it, right? Yeah. Easy. So you go to this place and they give you sandwiches, your cakes, your fruits, your chips, your crisps, whatever. The problem is it's going to go off, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm going to inject and treat all of this food with a number of chemicals. Lovely. First one. This is science. Is antimicrobial preservatives, which stop the degradation by bacteria. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting on top scorbic acid, sodium sorbate, and other sorbates, benzoic acid, sodium benzoate, hydrobenzoate and derivatives, sulfur dioxide and sulfites, nitrite, nitrate, uh, propionic acid, and sodium propion- propionate. And you thought this was going to be a joke. Come on, <laughs> Listen mate. to that. Listen to it's all that science. science. So are you... Whoa. So are you putting them on there or is this room just going to have this atmosphere? Just of, an atmosphere. You buy yeah. it, you put it in. Because that's what they do with apples. Yeah. Yeah. They, they put it in a nitrogen atmosphere. Couldn't you like have uh, evacuate all the air out of the room and everyone could wear like hazmat suits and go with in their and own get oxygen yeah. and then the food... That's an option, but that but you have a little airlock to eat the food. But there are microbes in space, aren't there? So they can survive deep space. So that wouldn't stop the um, the microbial stuff. It would reduce, though, surely. I guess so. Next thing, antioxidants. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're gonna we're gonna dust them with vitamin A, vitamin C, and vitamin E. Hmm. Perfect. Antioxidants done. More science. Easy. More science. Easy. Now. You're thinking what, to yourself. There's problems? There's, Isn't it done? You're thinking to yourself, there's this big room chocker. Full of food. Food. The stuff at the bottom is going to get squashed. Enough to last forever. Yeah. How many kilograms of food do you think a university We're talking requires? tons. Tons, mate. Mm, but okay, wouldn't tons. you just put them in shelves so they don't... No, we need the whole room just completely <laughs> You're just filled. fucking piling them yeah. on. So uh, I've thought about it. And I was like, they need structural rigidity. 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 I said that like an Australian. Rigidity. You almost Rigidity. Did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Cameron. Yes. What makes stuff rigid? Hard. Strong. Yeah. What answer? materials can we mix in? Oh, carbon nanotubes. Carbon, carbon nanotubes, <laughs> right? <laughs> With dust in them in carbon nanotubes. Now <laughs> we're getting into silly territory again, Andrew. No, no, no. Toxic. They were feeding spiders carbon nanotubes and making their their uh, webs really strong. Yeah. 
these turds, mate, are going to be <laughs> like it's going to be cockroaches and the turds. Now, they're going to survive. All right. So the science be, is gone now. The turds right. are going to be one real long. <laughs> There's no yeah. breaking, no, no breaking. No breaking point. No, you're just going to reel it out of yourself like a, like a spider. Anyway, uh, graphene, mix a bit of graphene in there. A little sprinkle. Uh, now, I was like, well, that's not enough. I can't, it's going to turn all the food black. Yeah. Well, it's gray. A little bit of sprinkling. Yeah, just like a sprinkle and You're a putting loads in is I'm the problem, isn't it? Bit. Yeah, putting loads needs, in. The stuff at the bottom needs to be really strong. Yeah. Um, so I found this stuff online today, nano calcium carbonate and nano, nano silicon oxide, which is used in cement. Mm. Oh. So they put that in to make cement really, really hard. Oh. Yeah. So I'm going to put that in. So there's your, there's your structural and rigidity. they're not black. They're and white. That's right. Yeah. yeah. All done, right? None um, of this is toxic. We can just consume this and we'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. I didn't check reckons? that bit. Shmoopy, check your, that bit. Uh, your opinion? Well, I like my um, radioactive drinks. So that I was really I, good. I, I oh, think yeah, I owe you one. Yeah. I, I, I forget, you forget how unscientific you yeah. guys are. <laughs> and the last thing is all of this food, right? Um, it could be left out over a weekend because it could be Friday, left out. What comes through windows? Birds. No, well, birds. Rats. Rats. Rat, 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 Planes. What kind of mental place are you living in where <laughs> rats are pouring in through windows? Wind. Sunlight, you knobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do we not see that? <laughs> Sunlight, UV, so we need to protect it. So all of the food has got um, zinc nanoparticles <laughs> rubbed onto the surface to stop it from being degraded by UV light. Stink zinc oxide nanoparticles. All right. Just when you think... There's been enough science added to your food. There's more. There's a little there's, bit more. Look, one thing I like about this is there's always room for more science. And I think like I think that's all the science you can get into food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apart from yeah. nutrition. And toxic chemicals. Yeah. yeah. Um of course, now you don't have to worry. You bring out as much food as you think you need. Imagine you're catering for like six gibbos, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You pull it out and then oh, six. You're taking a half of the <laughs> half of the yearly half supply. The yearly supply. Yeah, and then all of Just a sudden, it. you know, like one gibbo turns. They up. don't call me Bigson yeah. for nothing. Uh, no one calls you Bigson. <laughs> um, and so now you've got all this leftover food. What would normally happen? You'd normally throw it away. Normally goes in the bin. Oh, actually, you'd yeah, normally write in... an email to the students. That's and, right, and, and say, come and eat it. There's food left over. Yeah. And then if no one eats it all, then... Uh, but now, it's going usually, straight usually, back yeah. in the storage. Whoa. But don't you think people, wastage. people would cotton onto this and then they would just be grabbing it all and putting it in their offices. Well, there's only so much know. carbon nanotubes you can eat. Oh, oh is there? How much? Not a lot. Before you start getting a bit ill. So this is a natural thing. Like work lunches, one sandwich, one cake with carbon nanotubes and calcium carbonate and vitamin A and sulfur dioxide, nitrates, nitrites, propionic acid. And so on. There's only so much you can eat. Is this a natural level over a lifetime or over a week? Well, you'd probably have to have you'd have to have the lunch and you have to have a little bit of a break for a little bit. Yeah. But that's fine. That's okay. You can't have lunches so, so every day. Like your professor type person yep. who is at the university for fifty years. Yeah. Are they quite unhealthy? Well, no. They so they absorb the materials and they're actually quite superhuman. Ah. Oh, They've okay. incorporated all of the carbon nanotubes and graphene into their bone structure, and yeah. we're producing mega oh. 
Um, They're not going to live even longer now, are they? I think I've just caused a problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> well done. They'll never die. Well done. They'll never well done. die. <laughs> Good one. Um, so how am I catering for lunches? Well, I'm buying everything up front, making it last forever, so you never have to think about it again. And possibly poisoning everyone who eats it. Thank you. Boom. I boomed you. <laughs> you did. That means it's good. Go on. Go on, schmoops. Look at it. You you did solve those two problems that you put forward, Andy. Thank you. Thank you. That's debatable. See? Science. That's debatable. Actually, I can still science. Mm, Whatever. Whatever. Really. Whatever. Schmoopster. So I'm kind of more thinking of like your work lunch. So Noni didn't really specify if it's like the lunch, like you have a workshop and then you have like a quick eat. I was yeah. I was more thinking of like your sit down meal work lunch where you're expected Ooh, to kind of cutlery ma- yeah with cutlery and you're expected to like I don't know make deals make deals do we do that <laughs> Net- do network do? talk science yeah network that's a good one there you right go. network so that's the so what's the goals of a work lunch it's not to get food on yourself and it's to be able to convince someone to do some work for you. And okay. not say anything too ridiculously stupid. All right, that's quite good actually. But I haven't even, I haven't got those. <laughs> no, not putting food on yourself and is, try and is avoid long periods of awkward silence. Well, so I've yeah. got so nutrition. So you need to be, it needs, Fit to, and it needs to be lunch. That is so, way down the list. So <laughs> no, but it needs to fill you up. Yeah. Okay. So where's right. that on your list, Gibbo? All right. So so not nutrition, but fill me up. So you could do that with. Cardboard, but, but that's what imp- you live for. Is it important? Yes, it is. It is. I'll so give you that. There you go. I'll give All you right. That. <laughs> number two, it needs to be efficient. And number so three, you, you mean by efficient, you mean like minimum chew to fullness ratio. You don't want to be there like yeah, what's chewing. efficient mean? Well, it was more like it's <laughs> it's got to be over pretty quickly. You don't want to be sitting around waiting for something to come. Right. Oh, the food's out pretty quick and you've consumed yeah. it quickly, yeah? And then it no has problem to, for me. And then the third least important thing is taste. Oh, so oh controversial. The, the taste right. of the food is less important than it's new than how filling it is oh, I don't know. and how quickly it is con- that the lunch can finish. I, I, I've, I've heard people go, oh, I'm full. Like, that's good. I, I understand that. I've yeah. heard people say, that was bloody delicious. Uh-huh. I've so, never anyone gone... Oh, that was so rapid. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think for me, one of the things you always hear people talk about during, before, during, and after work lunches is like, how good is the food going to be, and how good was the food? If the food's disappointing, especially in terms of flavor and taste, there is a lot of moaning. Scientists, we love to criticize. Yeah, we love to moan. But all right, um, so. I'm going to f- do those three things. Good. Mm. So for the lunch, we're, I'm going to choosing the cuisine is important. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's often quite difficult with large groups to get a cuisine that everybody's happy with. Italian. <laughs> Some people don't like Italian. What if don't someone's inv- on a carb-free diet? Tell them to not turn up. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what we do is to make as many people happy as possible is we have a list of all cuisines mm-hmm. and everyone ticks the cuisine that they are happy to eat. So right. you're not choosing your favorite. You just say, I'm happy to eat that. The yeah. one with the most ticks is the one that we choose. Right. So bang. Easy. And obviously hoping to find the universal cuisine. Of oh, the so group. everyone's eating that one food. That, yeah. So that's the, the, the restaurant that's, that's the restaurant that you're visiting. Sure. 
the next one is to choose the dishes. So to, to make the time efficient, the menus getting sent out uh, beforehand. So many rules in yours. Oh, yeah. Uh, and everyone's <laughs> mm, choosing beforehand. It's ordered in advance. And so the restaurant knows exactly what to make. Mate, you no arrive one, whoa, and then the food this, comes. Yeah, no no one sitting. would send you their... Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, no one's presentation interested in this. No, three no. days before. Do you think they'll be motivated to send in menus? He's got he's got reminders. He's got There's extra no, emails. Then they don't get to eat. Urgent, oh. please. You must choose your menu. Yeah, this is all falling apart. All right. Okay. So now, all right. So let's say we we don't have time to do those things, which are the best way to to do a work all right, lunch. All right. Fine. Yeah. All right, so what, what delivers on nutrition, which is filling, time, and taste? So I'm going to get 1,000 people. And yeah. They're gonna, yeah. And they're going to eat, eat 10,000 lunches. 10,000 lunches? I know, look, I'm going to cut the chase. And uh, what, what I'm going to do is high-fat food is filling. Uh, it takes very less time to eat, and it's tasty. So my work lunch is dessert for lunch. Oh. Yes, <laughs> I'm a hundred percent behind this. Yeah, okay, that's so not there bad. it is. Yeah. Just have dessert oh. for lunch. That's your thing. Dessert lunch. Dessert yeah, then lunch, everyone's that's all it. sugared up. I guess high, that's not a bad so thing, is it? I would favour a high fat dessert over a high sugar dessert. Right. So cream. So custard tarts. I'm yeah. thinking custard tart. Uh, maybe uh, like a chocolate cake, carrot cake is for your more uh, savory dessert. <laughs> what about uh, for someone watching sugar intake and calories such as myself? Did you just... Uh, I wish that was captured on the podcast. You just neck wobbled. Yeah. yeah. All right. Carrot shavings on cucumber. Is that my dessert? What is it? Come on. I saw how much tomato sauce you put on your chips for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> tomato sauce is my dessert. <laughs> All right, no, fair enough. Uh, okay, so interesting. Uh, so what you're saying to Noni... Dessert for lunch. She should have just bought dirt. D- dirt? Dessert. <laughs> dirt for lunch, <laughs> Noni. You've got it. Soil it up. Gibber can have dirt for lunch. Everyone else is having dessert for lunch. Oh, I love Bring it. it on. Bring it on. Love it. And actually, if the, it is a natural end to the meeting afterwards, because everyone's sugar crashes. Yeah. Perfect. Well, it's high fat dessert. High fat. Yes. I forget that. Yeah, but fat sugar go hand in hand. Whatever. Let's get to I'm the dribbling. The, I'm salivating. Can you look? My pardon the pun, moist. but let's get to the main course. Let's get uh, to the the important one. Uh, so look, um, I assume that this was like a work lunch where there might be some stuff to do in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe some butcher's baby gets um, broken out, oh, well, you know, so, yeah. and people are like, oh, no, whatever. So I'm coming up with a work lunch that's going to actually uh, take that into account. Yeah. So I, we've come up, we've all come up with quite different approaches to this. Now, my approach is how do you get people as hungry as possible so that the actual food they're eating is not that critical? Starve them. So my wife always says, hunger is the best source. So you have to delay the food by by a certain amount. You don't bring it out oh, straight away. No. And I hate, I hate this already. Beforehand, you're going to be everyone's going to be having tea and coffee or something like that. Oh, lovely biscuits. Uh, maybe some low-fat biscuits, and you're going to lace those biscuits with cannabis. <laughs> Cannabis. <laughs> Cannabis. Recent research published in Nature Neuroscience reveals new information about what marijuana does to the brain and yes. specifically your appetites. Yeah. Uh, marijuana's main, in- main ingredient, THC, which is tetrahydrocannabinol, yep. targets your brain's olfactory bulbs 
and actually make you smell and taste more than usual. These heightened senses stimulate your appetite. A bit more science. Specific receptors, this is all off the top of my head, <laughs> at play are part of the brain's endocannabinoid system. Did you know that? The brain no. has an endocannabinoid system that controls emotions, pain, sensitivity, me- memory, and hunger. Dun, 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 appetite slash hunger. Yes. So you're getting people so hungry that you could bring out almost any slop yeah. and they will fucking throw it down their gullet. You're not making them smoke or anything like that. No. You're just lacing food with THC. No, you're just drugging your guests. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, says Mr. Nanotube Poisoner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm against this. Um, anyway, but so that's what you do. But what about people doing? who are drug free? What about them? Yeah, good point. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, are you still wanting to learn at this workshop? Oh, I haven't finished yet, my friend. I haven't finished yet. So, what's the food going to be? Is that a yes? What's the food going to well, be? Well, look, based on my university time, Doritos. Doritos. We discovered the greatest food this weekend. I'm brisket. tying it back. I'm brisket. tying it back. Brisket. Brisket. Joyce's brisket. Uh, Gibbo and Joyce's brisket. <laughs> We're piling it on. Mm. As much brisket as you can eat. I would eat, yeah. That is great. Even vegetarians are going to be eating it because they're like, I'm so fucking hungry from all the <laughs> cannabinoids I had to fucking consume. They're chucking it down. Yeah. Now we've got a problem. People, People are, are too crash. high. Oh. After farting. your After your science this, after your science this, I'm pointing at BA and Schmoopy, there's going to be a huge crash and no one's going to want to do any work in the afternoon. There is from mine. I've got a high-fat dessert. Look at you going the whole afternoon. That's absolute rubbish. You won't at all. People will crash and they won't want to do anything. They certainly won't want to work on butcher's paper. That's why in the after-dinner mints, I am lacing them with nootropic drugs. Yeah. What's a good nootropic drug? LSD. Not LSD. Mescaline. It's the one you give to ADHDD kids. Ritalin. Adderall or Ritalin. You're lacing it with that. Yeah. It's a stimulant. Yeah. They're going to have their little after-dinner mints, take that. Suddenly, they don't even know why. They're like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm keen for butcher's paper. What I'm full a- of ideas. What you're assuming is that Focus. The, the, after they've consumed cannabis, that Ritalin will completely undo all of the marijuana effects and just make them focus. But what you'll end up is really focused stoned people. <laughs> No, no, that's why beforehand everyone gives a drop of blood and it gets analysed in the chemical analyzer to determine uh, the, the optimum level of THC. What is this a chemical analyzer you speak of? It's a chromatolichrography thing. And it, How uh, does that work? It just... Uh, it, 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 there are little tiny cantilevers inside there and they vibrate. <laughs> and when the antibodies and all the other chemicals touch them, they vibrate at different amounts. Antibodies for what? For whatever, Cameron. I'm not into the details here. <laughs> details, details, schmeetails. And that's that's how you do it. Perfect. THC to get people eating so they don't care what they're eating. Then when they're finished, then why are you giving them lace something it with so stimulant. nice? Do you hmm? think the THC is necessary for your wife's brisket? I just wanted to tie it back to the brisket. <laughs> he just wants to boast about how nice his brisket but was But if it's again. so nice, why do people need THC? Yeah. I, wouldn't have, I didn't need THC to enjoy your wife's brisket. No, but it helped though, didn't it? <laughs> 
Actually, yeah, I suppose you're right. So, in fact, the THC is probably irrelevant. The well, brisket is and you so had to, good. You had to cook the brisket for 46 hours and then finish it on a barbecue. That doesn't sound no, simple. No, no, no. You store it in Andy's massive container. Yeah. Oh, hang on. He's trying to get me on board. Like, he's struggling. <laughs> he's struggling. <laughs> so, I think we can, we can safely say, uh, boom, Gibson does it again. He's done it again. Well, Noni, those are your options. <laughs> I win. <laughs> Giant warehouse covered in toxic chemicals, dessert Infinite full lunch. at lunch, or lace the food with, with drugs. appropriate chemicals. Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band Voice Rum. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app, like our Facebook page, join in the forum, andymatter.net, and leave us a review... On wherever Ladies you get this gentlemen. podcast, because that is the most important thing. Tell your friends about us. We love Tell feedback. Everyone. We love, we love feedback. Yeah. Get into contact with us. All everything. Everything. Please. Everything. Camera on. You were just listening to Published Perishable Podcast, and it was brought to you this week by our future sponsor, Joyce's Brisket. Yes. <laughs> I like the way that every time that like he mentioned the brisket, you can see the like the dribbly bits in Gibbo's mouth fill up. I know. God, it's delicious. <laughs> All right. Final farewells. Uh, bye. Bigson out, not Bigson. Bye, tea bag. <laughs>